0: Good morning and welcome to Advent Renewal. Today's chapter is entitled, The New Ark. Mark chapter 1, verse 9 says, At that time Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptized by John in the Jordan. I used to live on the coast. During storms, the wave would hit the seawall and shoot several meters up into the sky. Rocks the size of your fist were left strewn across the road. Those brave enough or foolish enough to look over the railings saw a dark, churning, chaotic mess of water. For all of its beauty, no one was in any doubt this was dangerous. Many years ago, in the days of Noah, the whole world was overtaken by a flood. A dark, churning, chaotic mass of water covered everything. The worst of it was that this was not some freak act of nature, it was an act of divine judgment. God's heart was so troubled at the evil of humanity that he wiped us from the face of the earth. It's not a story that we associate with Christmas. But this is part of the Christmas story just as much as trees and tinsel. In fact, even more so. Because floating on top of the watery judgment of God was Noah's ark. God, in his grace, was preserving eight people and a slew of animals. It was an act of salvation, a new beginning. Many years later, the king of Egypt decreed that every newborn Hebrew boy should be thrown into the River Nile. One Hebrew family kept their boy hidden, but that soon proved impossible. They then placed him in a basket, released him to float down the river. An Egyptian princess found him and had pity on him, and he was saved. The boy was named Moses. In this story, the literal term for his basket is ark. Just as Noah was saved from water in an ark, so was Moses. It was an act of salvation, a new beginning. Eighty years later, Moses led God's people out of Egyptian slavery. Except that, as soon as they left, the king of Egypt changed his mind. The Egyptian army was sent to bring them back. The Israelites found themselves caught between an advancing army and the Red Sea. There was no way out. But... At God's command, Moses struck the sea with his staff. The waters parted, and Moses led his people through to safety. The Egyptian army followed. But as soon as Israel was safe, the sea closed up again. Soldiers were overwhelmed by a dark, churning, chaotic mass of water. Another act of watery judgment from which God's people were kept safe. It was another act of salvation, a new beginning. Two thousand years later, another baby was born another deliverer, Jesus. Mark skips the nativity story. There's no room in it in his gospel for inns with no room. He doesn't tell a story of shepherds or magi to explain the coming of the Christ child. Instead, he skips forward to John the Baptist and the baptism of Jesus. He explains the coming of Jesus by echoing these stories of watery judgment. Jesus enters the water of the River Jordan. John's John's baptism, explains Mark, was a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. It was full of symbols and new beginnings. The prophet Isaiah had spoken of the new exodus through water to a new beginning. People were enacting their need for this new beginning by being baptized. In the first century, baptism was how Gentiles converted to Judaism. So for Jews to be baptized was a humble recognition that they too needed to become a new people. When Jesus entered the water of Jordan, he was associating with sinners, but he was without sin. He identified with us. He enfolded himself in the waters of God's judgment. It was a powerful symbol of what was to come. In Mark 10.38, Jesus described his death as baptism. At the cross, he enfolded himself in God's judgment. He took the judgment that we deserve. He stood in our place. And then three days later, he rose as the promise of new life for all who have faith in him. Just as Moses had led the people through God's judgment to safety, so Jesus will lead us through judgment to safety. It is the ultimate act of salvation, the ultimate new beginning. This is what we enact in baptism. We symbolically follow the journey of Jesus through the judgment of death and out again to new life. His journey becomes our journey. Just as he associated with sinners in his baptism, we associate with him in our baptism. 1 Peter three twenty 20-21 says, In the days of Noah, in the ark, only a few people, eight in all, were saved through water. And this water symbolizes baptism that now also saves you. Not the removal of dirt from the body, but the pledge of a clear conscience toward God. It saves you by the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Jesus is the true ark. We're kept safe in him. We pass through judgment in him and come to rest in a world made new. Jesus is the true Moses. Paul says the Israelites were all baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. 1 Corinthians 10, verse 2. Moses led them through judgment to freedom. And in the same way, Jesus leads us through judgment to safety. The stories of Noah and Moses converge in the birth of Jesus. And your story converges with all those stories, too, if you have been baptized. So when you get a Christmas card depicting the baby in the manger, think of Moses in his ark, kept safe from watery judgment. And remember that Jesus keeps us safe from judgment. Remember what Mark thinks is important about the coming of Jesus, that Jesus will plunge into the chaos of God's judgment to lead you to safety. And when you feel overwhelmed by your sin, or when Satan points out your failures, think of your baptism. Jesus gave us baptism as a promise that he has kept us safe through judgment, and he will lead us to freedom. Our prayer for today. Father God, just as Noah was kept safe from the waters of judgment in the ark, just as Moses was kept safe from the waters of judgment in the basket, just as Israel was kept safe from the waters of judgment in Moses, so may we be kept safe from the reality of judgment in Christ. When we fall into sin, may our baptism be to us the pledge of a clear conscience and the promise of salvation by the resurrection of Jesus. Amen.